Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Friday, January 15th. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. President-elect Joe Biden unveiling a bold, nearly $2 trillion proposal to tackle the national coronavirus crisis and the economic catastrophe the pandemic has wrought for tens of millions of people here in the U.S. Federal prosecutors revealing more about the pro-Trump mob that attacked the Capitol, saying they intended to, quote, capture and assassinate elected officials as the National Guard and law enforcement agencies continue locking down Washington, D.C. ahead of next week's inauguration. And growing concerns about coronavirus mutations, U.S. deaths approaching 390,000 as the state of Texas reports 1 million vaccine doses administered. This and much more today on U News, transmitting live from our newsroom in Miami. In just five days, Joe Biden will be inaugurated as the next president of the United States. On Thursday night, Biden spoke to the American people about his top priorities, including a massive economic rescue plan to help fund a nationwide vaccination effort and to provide for more direct payments to hurting families. President-elect Joe Biden unveiling a massive economic relief package. I'm convinced we're ready to get this done. The very health of our nation is at stake. It's a nearly $2 trillion proposal. His priority, calling for an additional $1,400 in direct payments to most Americans, on top of the $600 most just received, plus $130 billion to help schools reopen safely and $160 billion to build a national vaccine program and boost testing. I know what I just described does not come cheaply. The failure to do so will cost us dearly. Biden also criticizing the Trump administration's vaccine rollout and promising to make some big changes when he takes office. His goal is to give 100 million vaccine shots in his first 100 days in office, although some say that's an ambitious plan. We'll have to move heaven and earth to get more people vaccinated, to create more places for them to get vaccinated, to mobilize more medical teams to get shots in people's arms. Now that Democrats control both chambers and the White House, Biden is pushing for the big steps he says are needed to address immediate needs and control the coronavirus pandemic. I look forward to working with members of Congress of both parties to move quickly to get the American rescue plan to the American people. To stop a wave of evictions, Biden plans to ask lawmakers to approve $30 billion in rental assistance. Advocates argue tenants should have protections for the next several months and that the ban should be expanded beyond only tenants who cannot pay their rent. Biden is also calling on Congress to raise the country's minimum wage to $15 per hour and ending the tipped minimum wage. And Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia says she will try to impeach President-elect Joe Biden. You heard right, Biden, not Donald Trump. She plans to file articles of impeachment on January 21st, Biden's first full day in office. Greene made that announcement Wednesday evening on the far-right conservative cable news channel Newsmax TV. She also wrote on Twitter that she will be filing articles of impeachment against Biden for abuse of power. 
Green won her House seat in November. She is known for espousing, espousing bigoted and conspirational views, including those promoted by French conspiracy group QAnon. And in other news out of D.C., according to The Washington Post, Secret Service agents assigned to Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner spent the past few years working out of their own apartment, specifically so they could have restrooms for their use. The paper says the Secret Service paid $3,000 a month for an apartment near the couple's Washington, D.C. home just for that purpose. A White House spokesman denies the Kushners refused to let agents use one of their seven bathrooms and says the Secret Service made this decision on its own. Whatever the reason, the Post reports the agency rented a porta potty and placed it near the home until neighbors complained. Then the detail assigned to former President Obama, who lives nearby, started allowing agents to use a bathroom in a garage that was converted into a command post just outside his home. Meanwhile, as the nation looks ahead, security preparations are now in full swing for the inauguration. More than 20,000 National Guard troops being deployed to Washington, D.C., but the FBI is still warning about possible violence at protests across the country next week. Edwin Piti has the latest details from our nation's capital. Edwin. That's right, Andrea. As we speak, the Pentagon is highly considering increasing the number of National Guards here in Washington, D.C., but we're also talking about 10,000 police officers and more agents from the FBI, the Secret Service, and the Department of Homeland Security. The FBI fearing scenes like this one could play out across the nation next week. Peter Sayer of Arkansas, just charged with being the man seen here beating an officer during the insurrection. This as a new FBI bulletin warning, violent offenders could, quote, overwhelm local, state and federal law enforcement, a state house and government buildings during protests expected in all 50 states. And the fallout continues from the assault on the Capitol. More than 30 lawmakers are calling for an investigation into last week's insurrection describing what they call an extremely high number of outside groups being toured inside the Capitol just one day before the uprising. Democrats claim all tours had been canceled last spring due to the pandemic. Meanwhile, the arrest of those in the Capitol mob continue to pour in. Robert Sanford, a retired firefighter from Pennsylvania, under arrest accused of lobbying a fire extinguisher at police. Kevin Seafright, thought to be the man parading through the Capitol with a Confederate flag, arrested in Delaware with his son, Hunter. And overnight, a disturbing accusation by prosecutors to a federal judge claiming Larry Brock was likely intending to use those zip ties as handcuffs to hold his, quote, enemies hostage possibly members of Congress. The FBI is currently investigating a mix of suspected radicals it believes were present at the insurrection who may be planning more violence. Supporters of the QAnon, white supremacists, the Boogaloo and Nazi sympathizers. You had a wide range of groups who ordinarily pursue uh, slightly different goals. They came together and really did unite. The FBI believes that last week's assault has emboldened extremists. The FBI director says agents are going full tilt. We know who you are if you're out there and FBI agents are coming to find you. Andrea, the authorities continue to fence the surroundings of the U.S. Capitol. I can tell you that they started with this eight-foot-high fence, and now it seems not to be enough. That's why they had to move quickly to even a higher one, that 10-foot-high.
high fence right across the U.S. Capitol. And more things continue to happen. I can tell you that President-elect Joe Biden had a ceremony rehearsal scheduled for Sunday. And because of security concerns, that had to be postponed until Monday. In Washington, D.C., Edwin Pitti, U News. Thank you, Edwin, for all those updates from Washington, D.C. Republican House members who appeared to have supported the groups behind the Capitol riot are now facing criticism back in their home districts. 30 protesters gathered outside the office of newly elected Congressman Madison Cawthorn in Hendersonville, North Carolina on Thursday, carrying signs that read, Dismantle White Supremacy. They accused Cawthorn of inciting the riot at the D.C. Capitol. Protesters say if Cawthorn doesn't resign, they're going to push Congress to have him removed from office. And the social media app Zello has banned thousands of armed extremist channels. Zello, which has condemned last week's violence, said it has removed more than 2,000 of the channels on its platform and banned all militia-related channels. This after Zello found evidence that some of its users participated in last week's riots at the Capitol building. Zello is a voice messaging app that provides a walkie-talkie-like function. Joining me now to discuss all this ongoing unrest and the implications behind it is retired Sergeant Heather Taylor. She's a former homicide detective with the St. Louis City Police Department. She's also a spokesperson for the Ethical Society of Police. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to You News. You're welcome. Thank you. You've said you were not surprised by the Capitol siege in part because you believe law enforcement agencies ignored them as a threat. Why is that? Why do you think that? Well, the Anti-Defamation League, they came out with uh, statistics indicating that extremist groups were responsible for close to like 83% of the violence that was committed in our country. Uh, in, in 2019, there were a lot of extremist groups that were involved in violence, and that includes the Boogaloo Boys who murdered law enforcement and also um, Proud Boys as well. In court filings, federal prosecutors say Capitol rioters intended to, quote unquote, capture and assassinate elected officials. Now, we saw many of them in that mob wearing some tactical gear and several of them with zip ties. How much military training do members of these groups have? Now, some of them, they, they're, they're definitely members of um, the law enforcement or retired. They're former uh, military as well. So they're going to have extensive training in that. I have extensive training um, tactically as well in law enforcement because it comes with the job. And uh, these guys use that uh, to their advantage to storm the Capitol. And, and thank goodness they didn't murder um, more people. Now, last year, you testified before Congress of your own experience with racism within your department that complaints of overt racist comments and actions were not taken seriously or even disciplined. How does that racism translate to what we saw on January 6th last week? So when, when you don't address systemic racism, overt racism, what you have is a, a, a group of people, especially in law enforcement, that become uh, complicit and okay with it. Uh, you appease those that are around you that make racist statements and you have what you have now. Uh, what is it, 28 odd law enforcement officers so far that have been identified as being present uh, during this, this uh, storming of the Capitol and potential uh, murder. Uh, some of them might be murder suspects as well. Now, do you that's think... What 
Do you think white supremacy is widespread in our police departments across the U.S.? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have so much systemic racism within our police departments, St. Louis City and St. Louis County Police Departments. We just literally had a dispatcher in St. Louis County who was related to the chief of police who used the N-word while he was dispatching for St. Louis County. So it is very much present in St. Louis County. They had a report by the Tino group that said that there was uh, prevalent racism going on throughout that department as well. Now, last year, during the summer, during the George Floyd protests, we saw law enforcement handing out water to armed militia members. And during these Capitol Hill riots, now we saw law enforcement being viciously attacked. Describe for us this contrast that we are seeing. I think law enforcement became complacent. They believed because these guys were waving Blue Lives Matter flags, that they were saying that they were pro-police, they forgot. They literally forgot or didn't care or they supported or they're involved in this white nationalism and racism. And so what happened is that <laughs> extremist groups are going to be extremist groups. They're anti-government and law enforcement is government. And what we had is Kyle Rittenhouse. Those were examples when they gave him water, uh, when they thanked him. But, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse just days ago was seen uh, demonstrating the white, the uh, white pride, white supremacy um, standard OK symbol that is used by uh, a lot of people who are white nationalists and who were involved in white supremacy that support it. So, you know, they became law enforcement became um, complacent. And this is why we're here. Now, we are hearing federal officials are warning that militia groups have been emboldened after the Capitol Hill siege. Is this now a turning point for the militia movement? I hope not. I hope not. Uh, we have to understand what happened with Hitler. He tried once, he failed. He tried again. And hopefully we have these different examples of tragedy in the Holocaust to, to let us know that you have to take white supremacy serious. Uh, you had a number of people who had um, uh, shirts on that demonstrated their hatred uh, of Jews. You had people there who demonstrated their hatred of law enforcement and a number of just other groups. And if we don't take these extremists serious, that it, it does have the potential of happening again and they have the potential of succeeding. Uh, it shouldn't have never happened before because law enforcement didn't take it seriously. They didn't treat it like they took, they treated Black Lives Matter, that's for sure. Let's just hope that things remain peaceful, especially during the next few days. Thank you so much, retired Sergeant uh, Heather Taylor of the St. Louis City Police Department. Take care. Thank you. More of you news after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. The Senate will turn itself into a courtroom. The private border fence is being installed. A police officer and three people were killed inside a Jewish supermarket in Jersey City. You News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your world, your news. You News on Fusion. Welcome back to You News. And welcome back to You News. 
The U.S. recording its deadliest week, more than 23,000 people losing the battle with COVID-19. This as Texas reaches a vaccination milestone, administering one million doses in just one month, while other cities and states struggle to keep up with demand. Lorraine Caceres has the latest. The U.S. currently navigating through the worst of the pandemic, deaths 25 percent higher this week than last week, making it the deadliest since the start of the pandemic. Dr. Anthony Fauci warning it's unclear for how long recovered patients are protected for, saying studies are now being done to determine the extent of the immunity. This as states try to ramp up vaccination efforts and keep up with the demand. Chicago opening its first mass vaccination center. The mayor frustrated with the slow rollout, warning that it might take more than a year to get everyone vaccinated. Two weeks ago, the number fell to 38,000 first doses. Last week, the number dropped to 32,000 first doses. That is clearly the opposite direction of where we need to be going. At the rate we've been on, Chicago won't be fully vaccinated for another year and a half. In Florida, where everyone 65 and older can get the vaccine, people from other countries and states flocking to the Sunshine State. We are discouraging people to come to Florida just to get a vaccine. And in California, hospitals dealing with another big issue, vaccine hesitancy among staff. Oak Valley Hospital now offering $300 payments as motivation after fewer than expected registered to get it. Now, we don't look at it as bribing. We look at it as a uh, more of a care and a possible a positive incentive. Meanwhile, Texas becoming the first state to administer one million vaccine doses. Doctors there finding that lungs of recovered COVID patients look worse than those of smokers, even if they did not experience symptoms. You'll either see a lot of that white, dense scarring, or you'll see it throughout the entire lung. Even if you're not feeling problems now, the fact that that's on your chest x-ray, it sure is indicative of you possibly having problems later on. Asking Dr. Monsef Slawi, now the former head of Operation Warp Speed, to step down, the Biden administration has named Dr. David Kessler to lead the federal vaccination efforts. Uh, the, he was previously the former the head of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration during George H.W. Bush and also Clinton. Back to you, Andrea. Lorraine, and now the CDC is warning that the highly transmissible coronavirus variant will become dominant here in the U.S. within about two months. Thank you so much for that report. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.